G'day folk, it's Nick Spoo Engels speaking and today I have got Daniel Makoba with me. I am very excited to be interviewing him. He's a friend of mine from church, he's a great blessing. He's from Malawi originally but living here for quite some years and uh, let's go straight to hearing from Daniel himself. Bamboo. Bamboo. Daniel, good to have you with us. Welcome. Uh, thanks, man. How are you today? I'm thanks, and how are you doing? Good, thank you. So, Daniel, today um, we've got a good signal, so let's get right into it. Um, I think I've I met you at church at Glenridge about sure two or three years ago. Um, and I always noticed you were looking, you're looking after your children. You're always serving you together with your wife. And it's, it was a wonderful thing to see faithful man over the, over the time that I've known you. So it's a, it's a joy and a privilege for me to, to be able to chat to you like this. Um, so Daniel, you are from, you are from, no, originally from Malawi. From Malawi. Malawi, yeah. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. Which part of Malawi? Uh, the southern part of the of, of the country. My parents are from the from the southern. Uh, it's called Zomba, but I grew up in the central. I grew up in the central part of the of the country because that's where my parents were working. Uh, yeah. At that time, yeah. And what was that? That was eighties. Yes, that was uh eighties. Uh, I was born in the 80s and then I grew up and I did my school. But uh, I think during the 90s, they migrated. They came to South Africa. Mm. And then uh, that's how, uh, that's how uh, this, I ended up uh, knowing this place. And then mm. the, when we went back, when my parents uh, passed on and I, I decided I have to come back here and, uh, you know, and leave sure. it, do something for myself, yeah. And so, how how many how much of your family is in South Africa, and how how many are in Malawi? Uh, we are seven in our family, so I can say all the six are here in South Africa. <clears throat> Only one that was left behind. And then, when did you get married? Uh, I got married. I met my wife in the year two. That was uh, two thousand. Good one, wife. Eh? Uh, Yes, I met my wife. I got one wife, you know. <laughs> I'm a born again Christian, okay. so I, I you know, right. yeah. I met one my wife. I met my wife in okay. one only. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I met my wife in the year in the year 2000. I think it's two, 2001. So I met my wife, and then uh, we got married in the year 2000 and 2006. Mm. Well, six is when we go, we go, we officially got married. Mm. Wonderful. So that yeah, is so I've been with her. Mm. Yeah, like fourteen years. Mm. Mm. Wonderful. So, so you say you're born again. So that's why you've only got one wife. Yeah, because that's yes. I'm a born again Christian. I'm a follower of Jesus. Okay, so that means so that's why I only got one. Mm. <laughs> so then, how does how did that come about, and what is that? 
what does it mean? Maybe you can just help some of the listeners. What does it mean that you became born again? That you, uh, you know, in, in short, I can say being a born again is a, a decision that you make in your life. Um, so I, I, I choose to follow Jesus. So the Bible says, says that if you want to be my, my, my disciple, you need to uh, pick up your cross, follow me. So when, so, um, uh, when was that? Did... I made a decision uh, when I was in high school. Okay. You know, when I was in high school, I made a, I made a decision to uh, to follow Jesus. In in Malawi? Uh, yes, that was in Malawi. Mm. But um, obviously, honestly, I must say, I, I followed Jesus from my high school. Okay. But that time, I just followed, you know, it was like a trend that was going on. Like everybody else wants to follow Jesus and whatever. I did that. And okay. then I fell back. Then I recommitted myself to Jesus because I knew. Back then, I did it, but I didn't have the full, uh, you know, it's like... Uh, when you lead someone to Jesus and you, you don't tell them what to do, they don't know, so they get lost on the way. Mm. So what happened was uh, when I got lost and I, I came back, when I started realizing, no, no, this is, uh, this is what it, it, it's all about, and then it's when I, I decided, no, I think I have to come back. I have to recommit myself again. What, so what, what um, brought that decision on the second time? Uh, I always had a passion, but you know, I had a passion without a guidance. That's what mm. I can say. Um, you know, I can say I, I choose to follow Jesus, but there's no, I, I knew a little about what mm. it is, what it is to follow Jesus. So that's what that's what made me like uh, you, know, you know lose my focus. But uh, I wouldn't say lose the focus as such because I knew a little, so I wouldn't. I didn't know exactly where to go. But as time goes by and time go, uh, passes by. I started realizing, okay, this is the way. Because you see, I grew up in a in a Catholic, uh, you see, in a Catholic church. Okay. So in Catholic, they, they, they don't teach you much about, you know, being a born again or whatsoever. So after some time, when I, after some times as I grew, as I was, I was growing up, then I knew that, oh, okay, I think this is what, this is what it meant. So that's why I recommitted myself to Jesus. So there, so was there any trigger event, somebody, something somebody said or that you heard? In the church, or read in the Bible, or was was there a specific uh, what, event or something that happened? You see, what happened was uh, I had I had friends that were, were still born again then, uh. and then as they went deeper, as they went deeper into the world and whatever, they started started encouraging me that no, you you don't have to this thing, you don't have to this thing, you have to come back, okay, you have to come back home. So it was your friends. So it's like the word. So the friends that kept, you know, kept telling me, you know, kept, uh, you know, uh, encouraged me to say, no, mm. come back to the Lord, is what led me to recommit myself. Mm. Oh, wonderful. And then what happened after that? Yeah, and then after that, what happened was I, I was full on, you know, mm. I was committed, I recommitted myself, and then since then up to now, uh, you know, there's no more turning back, it's always forward, you know, just focusing on mm. Jesus. So what does that mean for you, um, focusing on Jesus? How does that, how does that translate practically yeah. into your life? Yeah, I can say into my life, I've seen so many things happening into my life. Um, I can say in short, I would say, um, you know, the things that are my, my everyday life, I would relate mm. to my everyday life. You know, I've been through a lot of things that, that happened into my life. But uh, if I look back, and see what I went through. If it wasn't for Jesus, I wouldn't have made it today. Mm. Because I've been through a lot of things that I, uh, one of the things that I had, I, I was attacked. 
I was once um, on a trip to Malawi in 20, 2012. Mm. I was driving, and I was in Zimbabwe on my way from uh, Bedbridge, I think from Mashingo, Mashingo to Harare. Uh, I stopped by by the road. It was in the morning. I stopped by in the road. Just stopped maybe five minutes. And then a group of men came and attacked us. Mm. And it was me and, me and my cousin. So they attacked us. So I tell you what, they were, I don't know where the strength came from, but uh, I, I managed to defeat them. Mm. I managed to defeat them and they took nothing from me. I, I was the one who had my money and my passport and whatever and uh, my sure. phone. But I managed, I managed to defeat them. And your brother and, was there uh, as well? Yes, my cousin was there. I was with my cousin at the time. He was there, but the problem was that my cousin was badly injured because they hit us. What they did is they hit us from behind. Mm. They, hit us, they hit me on my head. Sure. So I was bleeding then, bleeding mm. heavily, and my, my cousin was like, same time I, when they hit him, he fell down. Mm. So it's like I tried to fight with them, and then I managed to escape. Mm. I, I, I got harmed. I, I, I sustained. I had a, my, my, my right hand is broken. Sure. Was broken then. and then uh, my head. I had I had seven stitches on my head. So when I sit back and reflect on what happened, uh, that's true. That's the hand of God because uh, there's no way I could have I could have defeated these people because mm. they were on a mission and the mission was to get whatever they wanted. Mm. They only managed to take the keys because that the time my, my, my cousin was driving and when he fell down, they took his keys, mm. the car the car keys, and uh, took his, his phone. Mm. So you know. When I sit back and look, I say, hey, I give glory to God because if it wasn't for him, that was the end of me that day. Because mm. uh, I'm sure, sure. people could have done whatever they, you know. Yeah. Wow. So, in, in, short, in short, I can say, yeah, I've seen it with my eyes. I can't say that I've heard it from somebody else. It happened to me and I, I overcame, but through the, you know, the power of Christ. When you, like, you believe that was like something supernatural that happened, that God defended you and helped you there on that day. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Sure. How many guys did you say it was? Uh, it was five guys. Wow. Sure. Five That's guys, amazing. Yeah. So I, I had to fight. I had to fight three guys. Mm. Three guys. So there's no way I could have made it if I was in my, mm. in my natural. But the power, of, you know, the power of Christ helped me mm. out. So I know. Sure. Mm. Wow, amazing. And then you know, glory to God. Mm. That he, we made it through. Wonderful. So that was a real faith booster, even though it was yes, was painful. Was <laughs> I'm telling you, it was mm. painful because I had to when I went to Malawi and came back. Only when I got back here and when I went to do to do the X-ray, they told me that you, you have a broken bone. So you didn't and then broken. They put the thing. And I knew it was broken mm. because I couldn't move the hand, uh, so sure. I just had to tie it. But there's no way I could get help from. Sure, Daniel, that's, that's amazing. Um, so, so Dan, you've been through some some difficulties in your life. <laughs> yes, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what's kept you what's kept you going all these years? Uh, you know, to be honest with you, I tell you, uh, I, I also give credit to my wife because my wife is always my encourager mm. all the time. You know, sure. when something happens. She says to me, ah, but you know what? This is like nothing. Mm. You know, we've been we've been through so much, so we can't we can't give up. One of the things that I learned in my life is like, you know, I don't give up at anything. Mm. Whatever happens, whatever it comes, 
I have to make sure I see that the thing is what the thing is. It came to a completed. Uh, I've completed that thing. Mm. So she told me like you know so many times she's encouraged me to say hey you know you know you have to think of how you started, who you were, mm. and, and if you look at yourself now you have to so you have to you know see what kept you going all this mm. time. So for me I always I always sit and think about you know every year it's like we sit back and look at what the Lord has done. Mm. So it's like we always uh, that that's always encouraging to us because uh, you know we always we understand that it wasn't through our own uh, strength that mm. we made it through, but it's God. So I can say, you know, my wife is is a, is a is part of me that keeps me going at, when I'm down. You know, She's and, your uh, encourager. Yes, through reading the Bible. Yes, and uh, you know, focusing on uh, on Jesus as well, reading more of the Word, mm. keeping myself. You know, busy with the word also gives me uh, strength to go mm. day in day out. Sure. So you're saying you found a wife finds a good thing. Yes, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Wonderful. Yes, for me that's great. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thinking of Job, you know, Job uh, when he told mm. him when his the children were killed, his wife told him to curse God and die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your wife is not like that. <laughs> That's wonderful, eh? <laughs> Daniel, so good, yeah. you guys, how are you guys coping with the lockdown and with the with the, the scenario? Yeah, I know we we just hanging in there. I can say because there's not much we can do. But uh, we must. I must thank God that you know there are people that are looking out for us. You know, they're looking after us. You know, helping us wherever. Is needed. And what's happening so, with you? Yeah, Are you still working? No. Since, ever since uh, the lockdown, I haven't been at work. Eh? I'm just hoping that maybe level three is when we're going to go. Back. Okay. So you've still got your job officially. Yeah. We still have a job officially. Mm. Just that we're not working. Okay. Sure, yeah. Well, um, so if I put the question like this, how... How does one cope in times of difficulty, crisis? Would you have any any message for the listeners on any strategies, or any other than finding a, a good wife to encourage you that you could suggest? Yeah, okay. Uh, one of the things that I'll say is that, uh, you know, uh, besides having a wife, we also have, like, we are part of a community, you know, the church, the Scranny mm. Church. Uh, most of us that go to church, we do have our elders. You know, uh, one of the things that I learned through this lockdown is that, um, you know, if, if, you, if you're reading the story of, of Samuel, when Samuel was, uh, was, was, was a little boy, when they took him and left him at church to work there in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the temple, the Lord, yeah. you know, yeah, in the temple, when he was called, you know, he was called the first time and he, he, he woke up and he went to Eli and asked, hey, you're calling me, here I am. He said, no, I didn't call you. The second time, him and say, No, here I am. Are you calling me? He said, No, I didn't call you. You know, I'll tell you what. Uh, when Eddie told him that, you know, uh, Samuel, when you hear the somebody calling your name again, just say, uh, Here I am, Lord. Uh, talk to me. I'm listening. Mm. You see, that's that's profound for me because you know, Eddie, Eddie, uh, when Samuel went there first time, Eddie didn't call him. Second time, you know, I, I'll tell you, we could be he was frustrated, I could say. Because he could have said, hey, how come he's calling me? But when I'm going there, he's mm. saying no. He didn't know. He texts, he texts, uh, he texts somebody. 
it takes an elder person to, to, to notice what's going on in your life in, in some stages of which you, you wouldn't you by your own you know by your own thinking sometimes mm. you, you wouldn't you don't have recognized it. if it wasn't for Ellie, god wasn't going to speak to to samuel to samuel that day so uh, what i'm trying to say is we have people like elders people that are older than us people that have been there long mm. they, they they have more wisdom than we do that can help us in our in our, in our day-to-day life mm. so i'll say i must commend the elders from uh, from Granny church they're in touch with people they're talking to people you know through this difficulty time encouraging them mm. giving them assistance wherever they can and you know so yeah I can say in such times as this, uh, we need we have elders, we have people that are you know mm. our elders, of which you can talk to, and they can. People can do practically if they m- might be struggling at this time. Yeah. Now we being believers, you know, we we, we, we believe in being a, mm. a, in a this thing, in a church community. Okay. Yes. Oh, Daniel, that's wonderful, man. It's great to hear how you you've got this spring in your step in the midst of the lockdown. You know, I've done. I've, this morning released uh, another podcast um, called Into God. <laughs> and then I posted on my mm. Facebook uh, last night that one, uh, we can be locked down. We can choose or to be locked down in our thinking or to be locked in God. So to be locked down is to be bogged down. Mm, mm. But if we get locked into God and fix yeah. our eyes on Him, it can help us. And it sounds like you, yes. you it's, a, it's the spiritual focus that is also what is keeping because it's certainly what's keeping me going. That mm. is true. Uh, you know, I, I would say, you know, ju- during this lockdown, I learned a lot. Mm. Yeah. I learned a lot. You know, you know for us uh, who are working, it's like we don't really have much time to focus on uh, on reading the bible or listening to the you know preaches or whatsoever but this is a time that it's like it was like a break for us to review mm. our life and look at what's been going on so you see for me i'd say this lockdown has helped me a lot i've understood a lot of mm. things the bible you know you always re- you read the bible in it you understand it in another way when you're reading it in a rush or whatever mm. but this time around it was like there's no me no way for me to rush I'm always fixed fixed on uh, on the word mm. of God. If I'm, well, I'm reading, there's nothing to disturb me. I know for sure. So I'd say this lockdown has helped me a lot to reflect on my life and see, uh, you know, in the word of God. Mm. See where you know. Wonderful. Mm. I must say, for my own life, also community has been important as well. Connecting with the brothers mm. in Christ, um, greatly encouraging. Even this podcast, great to have you here and. We're encouraging each other in Christ right now, aren't we? Mm. Yes, that's what we're doing. And so, you know, I'm thinking also yeah. what Luther said there with he because he was busy, and I'm I'm also challenging myself as I say this. Luther said, if I don't spend three hours every morning uh, praying, then I I can't do everything I have to get through during the day. So, I mean, three hours is quite a long time. But it's interesting how he yeah. prioritized that because he was so busy. Mm. So, and I think if I look at my own life, I mm. think sometimes if I'm looking for for keys, if I've lost my keys and I'll run around and I'll be rushing to, mm. 
and but my countenance and I'll feel yeah, a bit yeah. stressed. But if I get get on my knees or my face and just pray a few minutes and say, Lord, please show me where the keys are, I tend to get peaceful. And I normally get a picture mm. of where they actually are. Not every single time, but mm. often the Lord actually shows yeah, I, me. So it's in a sense the praying or the word is really important. Eh? Yeah, that's true. I agree with you. That's the same the same thing that my mm. wife told me. You know, we were looking for something in the house that we couldn't locate. And she said to me, you know what, there's no use for us, you know, looking so hard for this thing. Let's let's leave it for now. Mm. And then we left it. And then one of the days she says, hey, you know, we prayed about it and they said, okay. It was like, that thing was like right in front of our eyes, but we couldn't see it because we were so like, mm. we want to find it. You know, you're looking in such a way that you're using mm. your physical eyes to look at things, you know, and the physical strength. So that's, that, that's what mm. drains, us, drains us. But if you fix the eyes on Jesus, uh, things are a little bit easier, you know, because mm. what we just said now, it's like when you go down on your knees and you ask, and then you have a, a picture mm. of where to see. Reminds you of the scripture, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Yeah. Yes. Mm, That's true. That's true. Sure. I also think of a guy, Brother Lawrence, he was able to just connect with the Lord he was doing the practical things like working in the kitchen, working, um, sweeping and so on. He was able mm. to, even in those moments, connect with the Lord. That's what I'm working on at the moment, trying to be aware of God's presence, whether I'm in a time of prayer or whether I'm just mm. going through the activities of the day to try and connect up. with the Lord yeah. and be aware of His presence and think of even in even with the with the practical task happening at the same time. I've got to, one of my partners got a reading mm. also from Brother Lawrence. But Daniel, it was really great chatting. Do you oh. have any parting shots to share with the people? And also, uh, maybe we can just pray before we say goodbye as well. If you'd like to pray. But any parting shot, any, any message that you'd yeah. like to send out there across the airwaves? Into yeah, you know, I would say um, let's trust in the Lord. The Bible tells us that uh, he will mm. trust in Jesus and never be put sure. to shame. So let's just look into that. Amazing. You know, if, if we trust in the Lord... We will never be put to shame. So we have to keep focusing on him at all the times. You know, let's live not to our own understanding. I think that's, that's a wonderful saying. message both for Christians and non-Christians because you're saying, you're saying, Jesus, just, just say, the, say the scripture again. Uh, the scripture that says that uh, he who trusts in Jesus will mm. never be put to shame. Wow. So that's actually an encouragement and a challenge. Whoever we... I think that That's to put true. our trust in Jesus yes. and he lifts shame off. Cause I think shame and guilt are huge things that can, that can lock us down and bog us down. So maybe we can just pray for some of that to be lifted That's right now. True. Well, what would you like to pray? Yes. Mm. Okay. Let us pray. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Father, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, the author and the perfecter mm. of our faith, we come before your throne of grace. right Yes, now. Lord. Father, we know on our own we can make it, but it's the only thing possible. Father, we trust in you right this hour, mm. Lord. We know, Father God, you're the provider of our every need. You're the lover of our soul. You're the creator of heaven and earth. You mm. are the beginning and the end. So, Father, we put our trust in you in our everything. Every living being in us, in us, Father God, we, give it, we bring it to you. And, Father, we mm. pray for your unconditional love to rest upon us. 
Father, we lift up every shame that every person is facing right now. Father, whoever it is for the God that is, 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 is ashamed of something for the God, I pray that may your mighty hand be upon them. May you open their eyes. May they lean not to their own understanding as your word says for the God. May yes. trust in you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, for your worthy of all the praise. Father, we worship you and we glorify you. We live to glorify your name. Mm. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Wonderful, Daniel. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us today, sharing your story, your heart, your life, your message. Uh, We also pray God's blessings for you and the family and that you'll continue being locked into God and one level of glory to the next from strength to strength. Mm. I also... It's a pleasure, you know, it's a pleasure talking, mm. talking to you, Nick. Uh, I pray God blessings Thank upon you. your life. And I pray that whatever you do, whatever, you, may he bless the work of your hands in whatever you, you, you're doing Amen. right now. We do appreciate it, even though we, we, might, we might not say, but we do appreciate mm. what you're doing in the community. And uh, we trust God that, you know, everything that you do. Thank you so much. Jesus, my team. Thank you so much. Mm. God bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Oh, thanks. It's that um, Angus Buck thing happening at 11. It's quarter to 11 now, huh? That prayer. It'll be interesting yeah, to see. Yes. There he seems to uh, a message yes. burning on his heart right now. Mm, and prayer. Yeah. Prayer is so powerful. Yeah, you know. Mm. That's true, eh? Prayer is so Good, powerful. Daniel. Thanks so much. Anyway. Please. Oh, thanks, bro. Have a wonderful Appreciate day. Appreciate it, man. Bless you too, man. Nah, bye. Well, folk, that was Daniel Makoba just sharing some of his story of his life and how he and his wife and family are coping in this uh, difficult time. And wonderful to see how they are working together and praying together as a couple. Thank you for listening, folk, and we look forward to seeing you next time. God bless you.